0: 36, we stand. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, employing him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the
1: iniquity
0: of my sin. O oh, oh, Almighty God, God merciful God, Father, Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, sin, confess and to you all my sins and iniquities with which I, I have ever offended you, you and justly and deserved, deserved your punishment, now and forever. But, but I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely and repent of them. them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings of death of your beloved Son Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, I abhor thee. Upon this your confession. I, as a called and ordained servant of the Word, announce the grace of God to all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The intro. Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me. They
1: have not set God before them. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with us.
0: Be with you and with spirit. Let us pray. O oh Lord, so rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that being ever mindful of the end of all things and the day of your just judgment, we may be stirred up to holiness of living here and dwell with you forever hereafter. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the second last Sunday in the church here is from the seventh chapter of Daniel. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. I watched then, because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking, I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven, he came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. Then all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him, his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. This is the word of the Lord. Shall call to the heavens from
1: above, and to the earth that gives His evil. Let the heavens declare His righteousness, for God Himself is just.
0: The epistle reading is from the third chapter of Second Peter. Knowing this first. That scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as Some count slackness. But is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be, "...in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things... Be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot, and blameless. This is the word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter.
1: Glory to you, o Lord!
0: When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the gospel of the Lord. and you will come again with glory to judge all the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and Giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified,
1: who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and Catholic Church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of
0: sins, Text is from Saint Peter, chapter Second Peter, chapter three, verse fourteen. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by Him in peace, without spot and blameless. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. There are going to be scoffers, those who doubt. Our Lord's second coming. Now, though today's epistle from St. Peter mentions scoffers, it's quite significant that it was not written for the scoffers. There will be those who think that everything has continued in a kind of slow evolution from the very beginning, and they will ask, where is his coming? That we teach them of a six-day creation, tell them of a flood of which God started over. Things haven't just continued like this. They will not hear of it. We will answer, our Lord is, is not slack in keeping his promise. He will come. We will explain that our Lord is long-suffering toward men seeking to save as many as possible. However, this teaching about the second coming is not only to be used in answer to those outside the church, this teaching about the second coming is designed to give believers comfort. I'll say it again it's designed to give believers comfort. Despite the political turmoil of the day, The prophet Daniel assures the believer that the Son of Man will come, and his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. It shall not pass away. It shall not be destroyed. The prophet Daniel's words from chapter 7 in today's Old Testament reading were meant to be comforting to the believer. Jesus' words in Matthew 25 that he will gather all nations before him. It was not written for scoffers and doubters either. With these words about the Lord, about the last day, Jesus is not seeking to scare believers or to scare unbelievers. Jesus is comforting. He's speaking to believers and he's comforting believers with the news about The last day. Now, the last day, judgment day. It will be a dreadful day of judgment for those who have rejected the forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ. However, read in its context, the word of Daniel, St. Peter, and our Lord are giving the church this teaching because it is a great comfort to believers. If we read these words, and then we are troubled by the last day, we have, we have misunderstood their words. Or, we're not trusting in Christ for our righteousness, but instead trying to look to our own works for comfort. And yes, then it would be not. No. Today, as we look at this doctrine, we need to examine the great comfort that, it'll, that our Lord is giving to us, His believers. The first misunderstanding which we need to debunk is the idea that the last day of judgment day is intended to scare the hell out of you. That is not true. In today's epistle, St. Peter corrects, correctly teaches us the way to apply our Lord's coming, the day of judgment. First, here are the facts. When our Lord came the first time, it was a humble coming. He appeared as a child born to the Virgin Mary. Although he was true God, he allowed, he he took upon himself our humanity and became true man as well. Um, He allowed men to oppress him. In his state of humiliation, Jesus suffered, he died, and was buried for our salvation. When our Lord returns, though, it will be different. Not humiliation. He will come in exaltation. He will come in his glory. He will sit, as it says, on the throne of his glory, and every knee shall bow. Every believer, uh, for believers, we believe that this second person of the Trinity, we believe that He took on human flesh. He has become not only true God as he has always been, but now true man. We trust in his blood, shedding of his blood for our salvation. We confess that of this body that he has, he has bodily ascended up into heaven and withdrawn his visible presence from the world. Those are the facts. But because of those facts, we have endured at the hands of scoffers great ridicule over our absent Lord. Well, where is he? Some deny that Jesus ever existed. That he never took on human flesh. Others think he was an imposter. Yeah, there was a man, but he only claimed to be he, and, and he really wasn't God. Finally are those who fault the apostles for creating a myth and a legend out of a normal man who died and whose, well, body, maybe they moved it by, or maybe it's just rotten in the grave like all of us. We are ridiculed for our belief that Jesus is true God and true man and has ascended. We have endured at the hand of these scoffers uh, so that we are told to abandon hope, to give up on your faith, to join us in immorality. And so St. Peter uses the doctrine of the last days. He proclaims the second coming of Christ because we need to know. We need to know That Jesus is keeping his promise. We need to know that just as surely as the world was created in six days, and just as surely as there was a worldwide flood to destroy all the breath of life, so Christ will surely return on the last day. And yes, as he said, the world will be destroyed by fire. Do not give up hope In Christ's return, he has given you a promise and he will keep it. Furthermore, when the scoffers deny Christ's coming, they often attribute to him a kind of harmful motive for this. Ah, he's forgotten you. (laughs) He doesn't really, yeah, he forgot you because he doesn't really care about you. He's delayed. That's because he's never really coming. How long has it been? been that? Ah, see, don't you get it? This story, yeah, of his going away, it's, it's just to cover up the facts. The facts that he never existed. And so the scoffers scoff. St. <laughs> Peter explains that there is no doubt among God's people. No, we believe. He's given us a promise, and he will return. Furthermore, 2 Peter 3, 9-10 says this, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. That is, he hasn't blown it off. It's not that he has given it up, as some count slackness. No, we say, he is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Peter says to us, their motive that they put on Christ is not true. Not only is he coming back, he's got a good motive for the delay in in our way of thinking because he desires all men to be saved. We have a Lord who is patient and one who is loving. He wishes to give men time to repent and to come to the truth. Yes, he has been suffering the indignities of the scoffers. They lie about him day after day and year after year. But for the sake of those who will come to the truth, our Lord has graciously held off his return. And even during this time, he's taking care of his believers, making sure that you remain in the faith. When our Lord went away, what did he do? He set up his church, and he calls the church his body, the body of Christ. Note those who scoff at the physical body of Christ who walk this earth also deny that the Holy Christian Church is the body of Christ. Those who scoff because Jesus has withdrawn his physical body, they also deny the mystical body of Christ. Those who scoff at the second coming of Christ so that every eye shall see him also scoff that the church is the body, and they, they treat it quite poorly. They treat the body of Christ in the same way as they treated the body of Christ. In Matthew 25, our Lord already knows. He already knows who the believers are before the judgment ever begins. He already knows who the unbelievers, the scoffers, are before the judgment ever begins. Jesus places the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. The sheep are the blessed believers. The goats are the cursed ones. The sheep are the ones who are saved by grace through faith. The goats have rejected Christ. Ones are blessed and are received into heaven. The other are cursed and are told to depart, that is, to go away. After Christ's ascension, bodily ascension to heaven, after his ascension, there had been a mingling of sheep and goats. We can't make out the difference. We can't see faith. We can't see who the believers are and who the unbelievers are. And there are many who make claims. Many accuse us of being hypocrites, but do not give up hope. Our Lord knows those who are his, and he will acknowledge us. You see, on Judgment Day, St. Peter wants us to know that God will reveal who the believers were. Yes, I, I know they falsely accused you. But on the last day, his believers will be shown by the way that you treated Jesus as my brothers. The way you treated them, you did it to me. And if Jesus calls us his body, then the way that we treat the body of Christ shows what we think of Jesus. It reveals the faith. That we have. When we love the congregation, we are showing forth our faith in Jesus. When we are a good member who hears the word and receives the service of Christ's ministers, we're showing forth our faith in Jesus. When we give food and drink to a fellow believer, it shows that we acknowledge the mystical body of Christ. Judgment Day as St. Peter preaches it, means that all things will come out into the open. What we confess based upon the word of God itself will now be seen. We will see the body of Jesus seated on a throne. And we will see the body of Christ gathered around Jesus. That is, we will see the blessed sheep, those who cared for Christ's congregation, those who supported the work of the church. St. Peter's defense of Christ's return, his conclusion is found in verse 11. And this is the final reason why he speaks to the believers of these things. He says, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Now, as I said before, this doctrine is not to Scare us so that we go, He's coming back, quick, do some good things. No. Our loving and faithful Lord has saved us freely by His grace. Our response is thankfulness to hear the Word of God and to trust in it, to give thanks to the One who did that with our lips and with our lives. St. Peter says that, well, if you're a believer, then you would live in holy conduct and godliness. We would exhibit love and faithfulness to others. Especially we would pray for the scoffers and our enemies that they come to repentance. We would be patient and long-suffering with them. That we would treat fellow believers as if it were Jesus himself. Through faith in Christ, we have what the scoffers don't have. And thus we look forward. We're not scared about Judgment Day. It's a great comfort to know that all that we have believed in our Lord who has gone away. we will be with him and we will see him and there is forgiveness and we are saved. Once again, we take note. We are called God's beloved in this text. We have received his word. We have trusted in his promise and forgiveness and we have peace. Come, you blessed of my Father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. There is a reason why this doctrine is of such comfort, because not even one sin of a believer is ever mentioned on Judgment Day. St. Peter says that we, the sheep, are without spot, and we are blameless. We are forgiven through our faith in Christ, and then we live holy and godly lives according to what we have been made. And so, as Peter says, we look forward to its coming. In fact, even by our holding to it, we we wish to hasten, if we could, bring it sooner, for we wish to be with our Lord. He is keeping his promise, and we are his children, the sheep of his pasture. Amen. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Create in me we stand. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give you thanks that you have blessed us with an inheritance which was secured by the death of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask that you would create in us a living faith and that it would produce love toward the least of Jesus' brothers. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. O oh, Lord, warn those hypocrites who are mingled with God's church that their deception will be made known on the last day. A person cannot despise God's word, cannot ignore the members of Christ's body, cannot be self-centered without being a cursed goat sent to eternal punishment O oh Lord, comfort your beloved sheep who hear God's word, who lovingly serve Christ's body, who do good for others with the last day's message concerning salvation through faith alone and that final separation of good and evil, sheep and goats, and the merciful and the unmerciful. Bless the work of All Saints Lutheran Mission in Myrtle Beach, uh, conducted by Pastor DuLoss. Teach all pastors in Christ. Including our Bishop James, our pastors Gary and Michael, that they should not be indifferent or grow weary in doing good, for Christ will surely come. Bless our Director Keeley, I'll hold her up, and strengthen her in her work on behalf of our Learning Center. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord. Bless our nation, including our President Joe, our Governor JB, our Mayor Steve all who serve in government, that we who rejoice in your truth may be permitted, without restriction to declare your glory and serve you. Give all public servants the love of that which is true and noble, that justice may be done, peace promoted, wealth protected, and mercy shown. For the soldiers, Marines, Airmen, Sailors, and Special Forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, even our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, all who put their lives in harm's way to defend our freedoms, we ask that you would protect them from all danger and lift their spirits during times of trial. Let us pray to the Lord. Amen. Be with our in Carolyn, our elderly, Violet, and Tom. Provide for Kevin and Stan, Jack, Levi, Jennifer, Victor, and Marsha. You know their needs, and we ask that you would provide for them according to your good pleasure. We give thanks to you for the successful spine surgery for Anita, and we ask for a continual recovery uh, with her nerves. Be with our students. Uh, Keep them in the true faith for Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Ashley, Cameron, and Benjamin and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord.
1: Amen.
0: O Lord Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son Jesus Christ for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and His kingdom which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection Open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore with angels and archangels. And with all the company of heaven. We laud and magnify your glorious name. Evermore praising you and
1: saying. Oh. Oh holy, holy, Heaven and earth are full
0: Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us to in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take Eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, this is my blood of the New Testament. Which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you
2: always.
1: Amen.
0: give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Blessed we the Lord. You, God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and
1: give you peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.